Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Pink Cloud 9 Vodcast, trademark video podcast on YouTube and Spotify. So today, remember to stay to the whole episode because (laughs) I will be giving you a marketing tip, probably more than just one, but a marketing tip of the day. And so stay tuned. Today I have a wonderful, beautiful, amazing guest I've known for a while now, like a long time, and uh, we're going to get to how we met later in the episode, but for right now, let me introduce to you the remarkable, the amazing, the beautiful Barbara Ingracia, and uh, she's going to tell us about Manage Copyright with the, you know, with this... Yeah, you have, I love that, you have the button. She uh, specializes in copyright compliance and content protection strategy, right? Right. Right. Perfect. Okay, I have to write these things down because my memory ain't that good no more. (laughs) Barbara, tell us what you do and how you help people. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. This is a thrill. And uh, you have such a a powerful program, and it's just an honor and a privilege to be here. Thank you. you. I have a passion. My mission is to raise awareness about the role of copyright, yep, the C in the circle, Mm -hmm. in the digital age, in our daily lives, and bring some to a heavy topic. Uh, Copyright law is murky. I have a gray murky ooze hat. confusing, complicated, but very important for us all. Um, We're out there in the world, but the internet age has really brought copyright back to the surface because it is so easy to search, copy, paste, and send, but, um, and it's also very easy to post. So, it's important for us to understand some of these things about copyright law. And many people think I'm a copywriter, but I come in after and make sure that everything's legal, like the images, the quotations, all of those good things. We're all consumers of, of third-party copyrighted content. And we know that, but we are also creators. And we might not think of ourselves as creators, but we create content and it's valuable. It's our intellectual property and intellectual property is the most important asset that we have in our businesses. Many people today learn about copyright in the digital age, eh, sort of by accident. Um, Grab an image from online, and then a month, two months, a year, three years, four years later, you get a letter from an attorney saying, you have infringed on my client's copyright, their property, their intellectual property. And you say, what? What are you talking about? Well, that image thing is a very common kind of a situation in which we learn about what copyright is. Because yes, there are lots and lots of images 
but they're not all free for us to use. They're free for us to see, but they aren't necessarily free for us to use. And so I help people sort through that gray, that gray murky ooze. Um, so uh, I see copyright skills as tools to achieve our goals, to build our businesses, and then protect what we have created. Mm -hmm. So that's how the compliance and protection come in, to make sure we're using things legally, and then that we're protecting what we've created. Right on, right on. Okay, so I have a question, because actually it was brought up before we you know, started recording. What is the major difference between trademark and copyright? And I think there's a third one, not sure. I can't even think right now about that because it's so much information that I love and I want to learn it all. But um, I once went to an in-person meeting, network meeting, and I, I met with a, a, a lawyer that specializes in copyright, trademark, etc., etc. She looked at my thing and she said, trademark? You need to have a copyright. And I was like, okay. So, you know, and then uh, later on we talked a little bit more and stuff and whatnot. And she gave me her prices and everything, which I'll mention later what she told me would cost for the whole copyright, blah, blah, blah. So what is the major difference between a trademark and a copyright? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I get that question a lot. And it is a, uh, a point of confusion. Mm -hmm. First of all, you know, we have an idea. Poof. Mm -hmm. Well, to protect that idea, we need to capture it in a tangible medium. And so copyright protects the expression of our ideas. Maybe that's in, in print, in video, in audio, in music, in sound recording. Capturing the idea and expressing it in a way that's tangible and fixed. Cool. So um, you can't. Copyright doesn't protect an idea. It protects the expression of that idea. Yeah. And so works of original authorship that are fixed in a tangible medium. Mm -hmm. Well, then trademark protects the, your brand, your logo, uh, your program name, uh, could be your business name, so that the public is not confused about the source of the goods and services that they are purchasing. So we become very familiar with certain trademarks, uh, you know, the Golden Arches, yeah. the Nike Swish. You don't even need to see a name. Yes, the Coca-Cola <laughs> bottle is a, a perfect example. And I'm going to bring that up a little more. Um, so you don't need to have, well, you don't have to register a copyright. You don't have to register a trademark. Mm -hmm. But Doing so with the federal government gives you uh, protection, it gives you proof, you know, line in the sand, this is, this is mine, should anybody come along and challenge that. Um, and that's where my uh, protection aspect comes in, because it's so easy for people now to take a mouse and search, copy, steal. And so let's see, I have my little pirate's hat here. I've been a pirate in, in video and uh, a vampire. 
and uh, a doctor, <laughs> um, all to illustrate some of the ways that copyright can be our friend. So back to your Coke bottle for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, Coke bottles are a perfect example of all the types of intellectual property. And so that shape, the bulge in the middle, is has a design patent. So we got copyright, trademark, patent. That's right. And then we have trade secret. And the reason the Coca-Cola bottle is a wonderful example mm -hmm. is because we have a patent on the shape. Mm -hmm. We have a trademark on, on the name and many of the slogans. And you'll see a little R on there. Um, copyright on their advertising, whether it's print or online or on television. And then the ultimate is the trade secret. Mm. No one person knows the exact recipe to make Coca-Cola. Right. Now, scientists have analyzed it, and so they know the ingredients, mm. but there's just something about that. And so if you don't want people to know something, <laughs> you don't tell them. So, yeah. so uh, <laughs> supposedly no one person knows the, the uh, final recipe for, for Coca-Cola. So I like to use the Coca-Cola bottle as an example of all kinds of intellectual property, that, that stuff that comes out of our heads. So uh, I'm glad that you asked about that. Well, thank you for being a fountain of knowledge. And I know that you always announce the program as Pink Cloud 9 Vodcast mm -hmm. TM, trademark. Right. And so that's important. That educates people. Yeah. Uh, that you are taking your your brand seriously and your reputation seriously. But again, you don't have to register, um, but it's a good idea. Right. Copyright uh, used to be, in the U.S., quite a process. Okay. You had to apply. Hmm. And you had to have the C in a circle everywhere. Well, uh, the United States joined a, an international treaty finally in 1989, after it had been around 100 years, and there can be no formalities. So you can't require a C in a circle. You can't require registration. Uh -huh. But you know what happens if there's no C in a circle? People think it's free. They think it's public domain, that it's not protected, and you know it's floating around out there. Mm -hmm. So, and the author, put it out there when they want us to use it. And I can right click and copy and paste. Mm -hmm. So what's the big deal? So a C in a circle, while it doesn't give you uh, much legal protection, it's a good heads up reminder, uh, sort of a, a claiming in the sand. This is protected. This is mine. And uh, don't be stealing it. That's right. That's right. Okay, let's take a quick break. And before we go back to everything that you're doing, because it's fascinating. But I want everyone to everyone to know where you and I met in the first place. So please tell the audience where we met. Well, we met um, a year and a half or two years ago on the Happy Neighborhood Project, yep. um, the Northeast Women. And uh, uh, 
Catherine is uh, a champion of HNP. She is almost a 24-7 HNP. So um, she knows a lot of people and it's, and it's wonderful to be in her, in her sphere. You're so sweet, thank you. Uh, I do love HMP. Back in summer of 2020, when I first introduced video onto the podcast and turned it into a video podcast, vodcast, right? I was looking for uh, online networking, business connections with people. And so I went, I believe it was on Eventbrite that I found Happy Neighborhood Project back in the same time, summer 2020. I also looked up uh, meetup.com that has a local and online uh, events and meetings, whatnot. Um, and then I started seeing it on LinkedIn, you know, Happy Neighborhood Project on LinkedIn, on Facebook and stuff. And I was like, well, this is fascinating. And so I started, you know, appearing and showing up and stuff and you know, two years later, I mean, they have over 50 weekly meetings, Tuesday through Friday, and I'm basically there. If I'm not here interviewing, I'm there from like 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. or so central time, but it's global, so, you know, we go to Australia Zoom, UK Zoom... New York to California, 75% is USA, so, you know, that's, that's Florida, you know, Hawaii, etc. And how many, what would you say is your record for the number of, of meetings you've attended in one week? What would oh, in one guess week? oh, in one week, I mean, it could be like anywhere between 10 to 20, because maybe, maybe let's say 15 in one week is probably the most. But I won the referral contest last week because I share my co-op link for HMP everywhere. So once people check out that co-op link, they see the schedule for the week, they can sign up and register for that free event, then I get points for that. And then, <laughs> later, and then later I get cash for that later, you know? As a, because it is a co-op, and uh, it you know it's it's amazing. It's amazing, and, and and for all of the events that you can attend at HMP, they can be free. They have a membership option, which gives you a lot of rewards and perks and benefits. So I, I suggest the membership. But I mean, literally, it's free if like you're like testing the waters and seeing if it's going to work for you at first, which I know it will. I get over 25% of my clients from HMP. So why don't I keep going back, right? Right. So I love HMP, Happy Neighborhood Project. That's where we met. That's where we're, you know, talking about it. And I was actually just interviewed by the founder of Happy Neighborhood Project, the one and the only Edwin Edaberry. And uh, soon uh, that uh, YouTube video will be uploaded. So that's very exciting. Congratulations. That's the kind of recognition you deserve. He's amazing. So I, I, I pursued him for, for, for a while until he finally said, fine, Catherine, <laughs> let's meet. Persistence. <laughs> That's another story. Okay, so let's go back to Barbara Ingracia. 
and manage copyright. How long have you been doing this? Um, and then what were you doing before if you were doing anything else? I don't know. But tell us a little bit about that as well. Well, thank you. Um, I come from an academic library background. And as print journals began to evolve into electronic online, mm -hmm. I began negotiating licenses because you're just leasing access to those. So there are licenses, permissions involved. And that rolled over into copyright compliance education. So I served sort of as the filter mm -hmm. uh, between students, faculty, staff, administration, and university council. University council didn't want to a answer questions about, oh, I don't see a C in the circle. Is it okay to use? Mm -hmm. So I would filter those through. And as I mentioned earlier, I consider copyright to be a gray, murky ooze because it's really hard to pin down. It depends is an easier answer than yes or, or no. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so if I would get up to my chin in gray, murky ooze, mm -hmm. I would call on legal counsel mm -hmm. and they would throw me a rope and pull me out of the quicksand. Mm. So I have uh, been doing that since 2008 and became managed copyright in uh, 2014. Mm. Um, and I see copyright skills as a 21st century yeah. life skill. For sure. And so I'm always waving the flag for copyright and, and helping people understand how it does apply to them. I particularly like to work with uh, authors, speakers, mm -hmm. coaches, uh, people developing courses, because okay. you need to be thinking about that all the way through your creative process, all the way from the idea to the research you're doing, tracking that, uh, tracking your images, mm -hmm. and then making sure that you have copyright in your name to protect before you launch. Yeah. And then afterward, how are, you going to, how are you going to monitor that? How are you going to protect that? So for example, with um, Google Alerts. Yeah. So it really is something that is throughout our creative processes. Um, I think you're too young to remember the night before the paper is due and scrambling, where did I get that quote? Where did I get that? Where did I get that concept? You know. Um, so I advocate for people to keep an inventory, sort of a management uh, system for where they're getting their stuff. And I help people develop those, those inventories. <clears throat> awesome. Okay, so hold on one second. I got a terrible cough, so I didn't want to do that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so... Barbara and Gracia's links will be in the description below if you're on YouTube, above if you're on Facebook. Please hyperlink to get more information about Manage Copyright and um, all of Barbara and Gracia's information and education that she provides as well. Okay, so I am going, I'm just going to ask you a uh, Tell us what the best way to contact you for business information. And well, I do have my work. website, managecopyright.com, which is under reconstruction. But anyway, 
I'm barb at managecopyright.com. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook, and I'm on Insta uh, Instagram. And so Thursday evenings at about 7.30 Eastern, I do a little uh, Instagram Live called um, Copyright for the Rest of Us, because we think it's only for movie studios and record companies and famous authors, but that there is something in there for, for all of us. So I invite you to, to uh, find me on, on Instagram at Thursday nights at 7.30 Eastern. Um, and as you can tell, this is a very complex topic that there are no easy answers. Um, everything is so fact-based and situationally based. I have a, uh, an instructor who said, if you give all the same information to two attorneys and ask them to come back with an opinion, the two attorneys will come back with three opinions. So it depends is often the uh, quickest answer before you can dig in. Mm -hmm. Cool. Speaking of that, the lawyer that I spoke to that I said I was going to talk about the end, um, she quoted me and she said that she would do the copyright for $600 and all that stuff. I was like, mm, okay. The trademark cost me, I believe it was $700 that I've already paid for. So uh, when she came, when I met her, I was like, well, I've already paid 700 and now I'm for the copyright, she wants me to pay 600 which she doesn't know about the trademarks like how much I paid or anything, so I was like, whatever. But anyway, so I just kind of wanted to put those numbers out there because those are real numbers. I don't know if there's probably a, a, a more um, cost-effective way to do it, and if, you know, you know of anything, let us know. If not, I mean, those are the, the prices. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's pretty... Well, the prices good. can range, and uh, where copyright can be fairly straightforward, trademark is more complicated and it is a good idea to use a trademark attorney because it can take six months, 12 months, 18 months, and there can be some back and forth. So it's good to have someone who's been around the block a few times. Absolutely. So I help people Very... register their copyrights that I'm, I'm happy to do. And, Absolutely. and so just to go on here, your podcast content is copyrighted. Right. Cool deal. Well, thank you so much, Barbara and Gracia. It's been a wonderful to have you. Thank you are you. amazing. Thank Everybody, you. let's hear it for the marketing tip of the day. I want to talk a little bit about what does a marketing plan look like. So the first thing you're going to want when you're, you're like coming up with a marketing plan, because there's marketing strategy and et cetera, but this is a plan. So first you start with an executive Summary. What is the summary of everything that um, your marketing is going to involve? Second, state your company's mission, vision, values. Okay. Step three, identify the market and the competition just to see what they're doing, what's working for them, or to see what you can do better, you know. So, Look at not just the people around you and um, your audience, but also the competition. What, like, for me, it would be like, what's Joe Rogan doing? Like, how, <laughs> so, like, what's making him so popular? I mean, not that I do that, but I mean, if I wanted to, I could, but I don't. Anywho, 
Number four, define your target customer for, for you know, uh, location, where they're located, their ages, their even their gender, also like uh, what their hobbies are, their interests, you know, stuff like that, right? Six, present your marketing strategy, and then you define your marketing budget. So that's like the end, right? But so the executive summary, mission, vision, values, market, competition, target customer, and outline your marketing goals are the most important things. So thank you so much, everyone, for being here. I'm so uh, excited uh, to have met you, Barbara. Thank you for being here. And thanks for that great tip. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, be, be kind to animals, children, and the elderly. They need love, too. Have a great day, everybody.